made in Christ. I've been down before. You are now listening to Live with Me Real. I don't miss my old life. I don't miss my old life. I got all I need. Listen, man, I'm excited, man. Today, man, we talking about faith, but I'm in. A, I'm listen. I got up this morning in the snow. And had a cold little two hour walk. Listen, I'm told I even got some ideas for a book. I'm right. Look, man. Let's go Daddy, back to the I like it. I've been through the flame, ain't got no stress on me. I know who the blaster is. I know who the blaster is. What is death? Put my flesh in a coffin. What is life? Hey, man, this is episode 64. LeBron's here, man. We're going to talk about faith. Now, listen, I'm sharing my testimony, my personal journey. But in the words of the homie Jay Will, God, I'm so tired of promoting this boy, man. Back to the song real quick. Listen, the homeboy Jermaine said on Twitter, he said, listen, you don't only need faith when something bad happens. And Jay Will, shout out to you, my brother. Listen, I agree with you. And that's why this show is so exciting, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you can, you don't only please God when something bad happens. You please God in your life and with your lifestyle. So you got to live a life of faith. So to understand how important faith is, I'm going to share my testimony on how stretching my faith has given me more life, which means I'm pleasing God at a higher level. And I'm excited one more time for the homie Jordan Ramble. Let's go. Hey man, that's the homie Jordan Ramble. Been down, uh, man. It's he's my favorite artist. He's one of my not. He's my favorite, but he's one of my favorite artists, man. I have a lot of favorite artists, and what's interesting, they become my favorites not because of their music. <laughs> they become my favorites because of their lifestyle, but what they promote publicly, how they how they even talk about their faith, man. I get excited about believers, man. Um, that are excited about the faith, whether or not a celebrity is finally endorsing it or using it to promote their album. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about LeBron's hair. This whole episode is about LeBron's hair. I don't want anybody to forget that fact that this episode is about LeBron's hair and we're going to have a good time. But listen, man, look, I'm I'm all over the place. And it's because I'm, listen, it's, it's just a good day. Like I said, I got a great, great walk in. Um, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to bounce when I'm walking. So now I'm about to start trying to run, but I'm still a big guy. So I'm trying to be careful on them knees. So I don't be, you know, like um, Kevin Durant and um, Clay in the most important game of the, you know, season. But I digress. Um, so, yeah, man, but I'm, I'm I'm bouncing around when I walk now. Like, I'm about to start the running in this joint. I'm putting in the miles. I was happy about one mile. Now I'm going for four or five. Man, look, man, I'm excited. So, I'm a little amped right now, man, but I forgot, man. Let's, we got to give y'all the intro. Right now, you're listening to one of the realest. Mr. Respect Your Audience itself. You are now tuned in to Live with Meech Real.
Yeah. I like this little vibe. But no, we here, man. Listen, you are listening to Live with Me Real. This is episode 64. Uh, as I continue to enjoy uh, No Excuses November, man, where I'm pushing myself. Like I said, any business um, that's really getting money, that's really anybody who's really focusing on greatness, growth, success, they already plan in 2020. You know what I'm saying? And I and I want to encourage people, don't wait for the ball to drop. Just be happy that you ain't dropped the ball. Meaning, I'm not... If you waited all the way to November to start working out, start now. If you waited all the way to November to stop smoking, if you waited all to November to give give your life to Christ, you better hurry up because, hey, you could die today. And, you know, smart money not on you. So, for real. So, um, instead of waiting for the ball to drop, let's just get moving. Let's start planning our first quarter for next year. Let's start planning into March. Let's start planning so when when we hit March, we're we're all it's all about ex- execution. See, sometimes going into Jan, you know, into the new year with a bunch of plans means that you're already prolonging and procrastinating to get into the execution phase because the planning phase is important. It's majorly important and you can't you shouldn't just jump into something without planning because um, piss poor preparation makes for something. Wow. Piss poor preparation is, is bad. I mean, listen to it. it. Sounds piss poor preparation. That's not good. I, I forgot the saying, but it's not. I didn't say it anyway, so I'm not going to quote. I don't need to quote nobody else anyway. So we ready. We're pushing. We're challenging ourselves. I finished my second volume of the anthology, uh, Coach My Life. I'm writing in that. I'm talking about fathership. And I'm just talking about what I've realized with my experiences as not just being a father, but my experience as my relationship with my father and how it has changed the dynamic between being a young man to being a man and think or being a young man to thinking I'm a man to actually becoming a man and how that dynamic works with my father um, and how the relationship between me and my father has affected how I view the world. And then even understanding how I should my perspective towards my biological father and even how I perceive my stepfather and most importantly, how I perceive my father, you know, God, you know. The guy that gets all the credit because he's done all things and he's amazing, right? The guy that the guy that sent his son to die for our sins, man, to rise on the third day, you know. Um, pretty popular name around these, you know, around these parts all of a sudden. But like I said, I digress. I'm excited because um like I said, this episode, I want to talk about faith, man. I want to talk about how God has been stretching me, how I have been pushing, how I have been grinding. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm truly, um, praying that this, this episode blesses you. I want it to, um, of course make you laugh. I mean, everything is so dark and gloomy nowadays. So, um, I did want to share, you know, something to make you laugh, you know, so why not? You know, like, I mean, what, 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 what could it hurt? You get what I'm saying? But before we get into, before we even get into LeBron's hair. You know, I'm gonna be fair. We're gonna we're gonna ease our way because it's a sensitive topic. People love LeBron. He's back. He's playing amazing for now. Um, you know, kind of like if David waited for the Goliath to die, and he fought Goliath's baby brother with one arm and wasn't it was just normal height. 
you know, but, you know, whoever digs the reference, but I'm done. I'm done with the slander. Let's get into one of my favorite segments. Let's talk about it. How are you doing? My name is Beach Real, and this is some of the things that's happening in the news. So, um, for this story, as, and I pick and choose um, what story should be brought up and what's kind of um, something that you should ignore. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I look back and listen to stuff like, bro, I shouldn't have said nothing. But so, this is one thing, this is one show, uh, one situation that has happened that I am going to bring up because of. The people I've seen, it's been affecting, you know, even people close to me or people that I know, uh, text messages, phone calls, a little confusion is caused. So I, I kind of want to talk about it. But me speaking on this um, can almost encompass a lot of other things, especially when it comes to celebrities of the world and their perspective of the church, um, their perspective of the body, their perspective of how pastors operate, their perspective of the Bible. Um, so one spoiler alert, I'm not going to share any audio from that, from this person's publication, from their platform, because I think that we live in a time where everything is about shock value and triggering. So, I think people are literally living off of the ability to be able to say whatever they want. And even the backlash gets them ratings, gets them streams, which is all it's about. It's, I don't believe there's a lot of genuine perspectives or genuine statements being made uh, in the world, especially in media. Um, I think a lot of people are just ready for the hot take that can get their platform on a higher level, even if what they're saying is completely wrong. Some they may not even truly believe in their heart, but as a celebrity, sometimes you have to sell your soul to feed the machine, and that's what I think this is. So you're like, okay, Meech, you gave us all the backfield. We know you hate it. Well, <laughs> what are you talking about? Give us some context. So there's a couple things. Um, a former rapper and uh, inspiration or you know contributor to tr the Trap Museum, um, rapper, uh, label owner, and now podcaster, um, and TV reality show TV host, uh, T.I. Um, him and another, um, I guess personality, these are all personalities. So him and another personality had the conversation on how contradictory the Bible is and how confusing Christians are who say how much they love God, but they also worship Jesus and then using scripture to to um, show the hypocrisy or the foolishness or the misunderstanding on how can Christians love Jesus. And at the same time, as they love Jesus and love God, but worship both and them not having the understanding. Now, I will. I am going to share the clip of this conversation being had with um, the person. One of the personalities, his name is Charlemagne. Most people know him. He um, had the conversation with Trevor Noah, and Trevor Noah gave him a pretty dope explanation. But prior to, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if it was prior, before, I don't know if it's or before, after. Um, I caught him after, and I only like some of this stuff starts to irritate me because of where the world is becoming. Like how the church has been attacked for being so self righteous and judgmental, and I'm watching a world that spends most of its time, most of its time, only judging the church and being self righteous about their approaches and how they're they what they look at and their understanding of something that they won't understand, um, and are trying to learn. 
You know, they're they're using their own self-taught experience, emotion-based philosophies to judge the Bible, judge Christianity. Um, and it's it's the only race, it's the only it's the only religion that this happens to, especially at this wave. But um, yeah, let me share the clip and then I'll come back and explain why I'm talking even talking about this show. Why I'm talking about these guys or what fine with that what do you think <laughs> of the concept of uh people putting jesus before god because jesus is the wait, son who, who does that everyone jesus wait, wait who's everyone yes because jesus you is can't the make son, these god outlandish the statements next it's to me who is everyone people act where, like jesus, show me your stat where do you get these stats people from act like jesus is god but jesus is god that's, See, that don't make any sense because no, the Bible says you shouldn't. God says don't put someone no, on my level. No, 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 no. Yes, it does. Okay, which Bible are you referring to? Because the LeBron James version. Cause, <laughs> right, because because according to the Bible, according to the Bible, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and it's all one. It's all one. It's yeah, really I never, complicated. I never agreed with that. Yeah, it's we not, never thought like that about Destiny's Child. Yeah, but it was that, never. But, beyond. but they, yeah, but they never said they were one thing. They never said yes, they were they one should. thing. No, but they said it was like a group. They said yes, we knew it was a group. Trinity. So this isn't a group. We knew it was a group. No, they said it's by my, my I, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Trinity. The one and the same. Sweet. Um, like I said, I, and that was his expert. That was Trevor Noah's. Who um, that was his explanation, which I liked how he explained it. I'm not necessarily endorsing everything that Trevor Noah says, but I caught this clip and I was like, okay, cool. This sounded pretty decent of an explanation to someone who, I, like I said, I believe is just completely trolling and actually spewing out the hates and the biases of, of non-believers and um, to just gain, like I said, for shock value, to pretend to be bold enough to speak on the, you know, but no one's, most celebrities only speak on the, and only speak on the issues and the outrage of the things that the world is already promoting and said we can be outraged about. Um... Like, we'll be outraged about race, right? But we're not outraged about Flint. <laughs> um, and I can get all into a soapbox about that, but that's not what this is about. This is what, this is kind of my piece. So, um, Tip made a statement about Kanye going to a church and them doing a double offering. Now, let me say this. That double offering stuff is interesting. It's super tricky. It's, it's, <sighs> I'm not here to endorse that either. I think that's I think that's a wild thing every time it's happened. And I've been a part of it. Um, and I've been a part of it done in a way where I was like, okay, I agree. I understand. And I've been a part of it where I was like, man, this is just not biblical. It's just not right. Um, but this is what I want to say. But the statement he made, he said that the church, they were exploiting Kanye West. He was talking about exploitation. And... It kind of struck a nerve, you know. So y'all getting the raw meat. Y'all getting the raw, you know, me kind of just letting it all hang out in a way where I'm get. I'm at a point now where I can't. We. I think it sucks that the world has become more overt in their blasphemy and in their demonic practices and just their disrespect to the body and to God. And believers are very subtle, and we're not overt about our faith and who we serve we're not overt about our lifestyle we're not overt about our testimony we're not overt about christianity as if we have to tiptoe and talk about who christ is but the world can introduce any kind of perversion and we have to accept it because they told us what love looks like and we have to go by their definition versus the definition of our faith which is the true definition of what love is but they're telling us what love is and we have to accept it 
I, it blows my mind for anybody who has benefited from rapping and promoting a lifestyle that damages the inner city and just damages people in general. Um, it's inter it. It's, it's, it bothers me when a person can talk about how the system is designed to put people in jail, but a person that has profited from celebrating and sensationalizing the lifestyle that puts people in jail, um, making it feel cool, making it mark, you know, marketing it as something that's mainstream when it's literally one of the main streams of income people go to that puts them in prison or puts them in situations where they have to murder people on top of just poisoning people in general for profit and um even having a you know even someone who's had a hand in creating a museum to support trap which supports the guns the drugs the prostitution the the cars the things that literally have people doing the wild stuff promoting that as that a part of being black culture a part of our culture which is is not i think it's a huge manipulative ploy to distract christians to deter people from you know actually giving christ a chance and allowing him in his heart from a person who is literally exploiting and benefiting from the manipulation of people and then uses a bunch of big words to sound intellectual and humble and even positions themselves to have a to pretend to have an objective opinion on exploitation. I'll say this. It is easier for someone who is manipulative and exploits people to know what it looks like. But this is even even to him or about him. This is about believers, man. We have to be careful of the content we support and engage in and encourage that is literally talking about and against our faith. Let me tell you something. Everybody got a crackhead in their family, but you're not going to just let a random call that your uncle a crackhead or call your like we're not going to let people from the outside disrespect our the dysfunction in our family, because at the end of the day, it's still our family. The church, the body of Christ, the body is not perfect as from the human aspect, but the spirit within the body, the spirit behind church, the, the foundation of church, the gospel it's nothing. It's, it's, it's the best system ever that's ever been given to us. And every other system is fallible and is and is rooted in self-pride and self-righteousness. So anybody from the outside that has an opinion about the body, us as believers can't be afraid to say, no, you mad wrong, especially if you can't look at yourself first. So that was my little bit of my Christian rant, man, in this story, just hearing people of the world using shock value and continue to attack the, the body of Christ and and being self-right it just it just blew my mind and I kind of had to share my two cents I won't continue to bring it up because I know these people are doing things for headlines I think a lot of this stuff is just for the headline for the clickbait because there's really no substance or no study or no education behind it it's hey, let me say something really emotional like I don't know whatever the people, will, you know, on both sides will talk about it, like even got me talking about it. They'll talk about it. I get more clicks. People listen to my stuff. And all I wanted was your attention. I never really even wanted to help you. I never really cared about the people. This is all about numbers. So um, that's the biggest manipulation and exploitation of your platform. And I think it's trash. And I'm just going to be 100 percent honest. Believers, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, if you feel whether, you know, whether you're a pastor or just a believer, 
We got to stop supporting content and sharing content of people that's literally disrespected and being blasphemous and talking crazy about the body. Like, we got to have some solidarity in the aspect of least. Yes, we do got problems in the church, but it don't we don't make it seem like it ain't problems in the world. Like the purest people ain't the purest and kindest people are outside of the church. Man, listen, everybody need to everybody need God and everybody need church. Everybody needs the assembly. Everybody needs Christ. So everybody who doesn't think they need Christ ain't the model of the people who know they need Christ, even in even in the midst of them making mistakes or doing stupid stuff willfully because the Bible doesn't motivate it. So what they're doing isn't the spirit of God. It's the spirit of pride in themselves, which means they're more acting like the world in that time than the gospel. And when they act like the word, how Jesus taught us. It's no other person that's living a lifestyle that's a better example than a person that's chasing after Christ because everything else is rooted in self. A man was stabbed earlier this week in Baltimore um, in the midst of an altercation of someone cutting the line outside of Popeye's chicken for a chicken sandwich. Listen, um, like I said, I started off the show real light (laughs) and a couple of stories and the let's talk about it is a little rough. Listen, man, um, we got to be social. It's something happening. Uh, whatever social experiment that's going on in the world with social media and how they getting people to jump and move and it's a sad day when somebody's lost their life because of a chicken sandwich like i'm 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 horrified to even believe the story like it's like this can't be real they just using this to get more people to come because what's crazy is that'll make more people want a chicken sandwich which is weird i mean i ain't gonna lie i don't want to get Nowhere near a chicken sandwich or go stand outside and online. People getting murdered over it. But I just, this story broke my heart, man, because somebody lost their life. Listen, I'm not saying don't go get a chicken sandwich. I'm not, I'm, all I'm saying is look at the things that is heavily promoted on television and ask yourself why. Just ask yourself why. Why do all of a sudden I need to not just Go get one, promote it. Hey, but don't even promote what you do. <laughs> don't promote what your friends do. Don't promote what your family do. Don't promote something godly, but like, hey, man, but to do a whole video chewing a sandwich because the world is talking about it. Listen, we got to be careful. They're studying us. And I don't know what the study is going to be for or what, what, what they're trying to replicate or what they're, what, what's, what's coming next. Is, I'm being conspiracy meets right now. But what I'm saying is anytime we live in a world where somebody can lose their life, for a chicken sandwich, the conversation has to be bigger. Like, if someone that was homosexual would have would have homosexual would have been attacked outside of that line, would Popeyes have to make a statement? Would Popeyes make a change? Would there be a bigger outrage if someone that was from the LBG, LBGTQ community was attacked? Would it be something that the co- the company would have to come out and make a statement about versus somebody just being stabbed and murdered 
and you know eh, it, it may may or may not it may it made a headline but it was, i'm pretty sure it's not talked about anymore um you know i'm from detroit so i i grew up in the era when people were getting shot for glasses robbed for glasses shot and killed jumped and beaten for jordans and it made me feel away for a long time like dang we can't even get a statement from the owner like hey man this ain't what i want y'all to do hey man we all got to stop like you know and then i heard this story about uh vape pens actually killing people that a certain type of vape is killing people right and a judge ruled against it, like, get it out of here. And they took it out of stores. And then they re they appealed it and they put it back in stores. And they said the reason was because the businesses that had it took a 30 to 70% hit financially. They didn't say, oh, we came back and did more research that was conclusive that it's not killing people. Oh, no, we're aware of it killing people. But because we have a warning label, let's put it back on the shelves because it's losing people money. And we didn't tell them. We, we're not making them take it. So if they take it and they die, it's their own fault. I think it's interesting that we live in a world where life is literally not valued. And I'm not saying that when I was younger, this stuff didn't happen. It probably did happen. I feel like it's worse and it's more out in the front. It's not even, like I said, they, it was proven that a certain type of pen is killing people immediately, right away. Lung cancer, aggressively dying, 21, 25. People dying, several cases. But... Uh, companies and complained about how much money they lost with it being off the shelves for a week and they put it back on the shelves. It says, it says something that says something to me. Um, especially when we have outrage about different other, you know, other things like race or, you know, white Jesus or Kanye West. or it's like, man, man, people losing their life. Like, is that still a bad thing? <laughs> like, are we, are we still not outraged? Are we, I mean, are we not outraged about death? Unless a white person kills somebody, like a white person kill a black person, then it matters. Or a cop gets killed by a black person, like does that the only time death matters? So we got to be careful with this social media stuff, man. For real, listen, I'm I'm a little hot about it, man, because it's unnecessary. But let's go ahead to the next story. <laughs> Barry Sanders. Hey, if you don't know who Barry Sanders is, shame on you. Listen, man, I'm from Detroit. Barry Sanders is definitely one of my favorite uh, players, sort of. Me and Barry got beef, mad beef. Um, but Barry Sanders, you know, um, it was, a, it was a, a survey done, and Barry Sanders is in the conversation for one of the best football players ever. So this is what these sites do. And I'm not going to say their name, but I didn't do the research. I didn't do the poll. But I'm not going to say their name because they was clickbaiting and it was really found. Um, it was really just found out that um, Barry Sanders is looked at as one of the best college athletes of all time, which is still great um, because it's hard to put Barry over, uh, over Peyton Manning for me over Tom Brady. But I would put him maybe a close third um, just because of how dynamic he was. But I do believe championships matter in the conversation with other people that have amazing numbers as well. But have championships. I think that that kind of unbalances the scales. But anyway, um, I realized, man, that I hadn't forgiven Barry. When I when I was reading this story, I was like, man. So, 
But let me tell y'all why. And I want y'all to pray for me, man. Help me out for real. So when I was a kid, man, Barry Sanders was one of my favorite football players. I mean, I love Barry Sanders. To the point where I didn't even know the Lions was losing those games till I became an adult. <laughs> like, I was such a fan of Barry. I thought we was actually winning them games. I literally thought we was winning them. So anyway, I had a Barry Sanders card, football card. Um, of um, I want to say it was a college card. It was it was a very rare card that I had in a brown plaque. I used to walk around that thing in my pocket everywhere I went. I had a bear. I had that card. Um, one day I happened to be at the movies and just happened to turn around me and my cousin and who do I see? Barry Sanders himself. Now in retrospect, I thank God that I was a huge fan of Barry Sanders versus being a huge fan of OJ Simpson. Because imagine bumping into him. But, um, nope, that's not what I'm talking about. So I turned around. Barry Sanders is with his wife and a bodyguard at the time, right? I turn around, grab the card. I'm like, please, can you sign this? Barry Sanders kind of leans over to his bodyguard. Bodyguard leaned up like, no. I turn around, throw that card in the garbage, and say, Barry Sanders sucks. And hated him from that, <laughs> from that point. And I never forgot that, which is crazy. That was 27 years ago. No, I wasn't that long. It was like 17 years ago. Never forgot that, <laughs> which is sad, I guess. But I digress. Listen, I forgive you, Barry. But if you ever want to make it right and sign me a card and mail it to me, I mean, hey, bro, it don't even got to be a hard copy. Yes, it do. I need a hard copy. I'll give you my address. You just inbox me at the Christian Podcast or Gmail if you really care. Somebody who connected to Barry Sanders, make it right, Barry. Make Barry, Barry, listen to me. Make it right. Make it right, bro. But in his defense, he's a very, very private guy. But it don't matter. Barry, make it right. Let's go to the next story. Man, this next story is a little different, you know what I'm saying? Change of pace, I'm kind of trying to, you know, we talked about some tough stuff. So, um, Emma Watson, uh, you might know her. She's a British actress and model and activist. Um, but most of us know her as Hermione from the Harry Potter franchise and series. Um, with all the gold, the ghouls and goblins and the magic and the s- snake people and, you know, all the things that, all the content that we should probably keep our kids away from because of the, you know, the demonic undertones and the um, satanic uh, displays. But hey, it's a good movie, right? No, I'm sorry. I watch one. I'm over it. Never watch them again. My kids haven't read the books or read or watched the movies. Uh, thank God for me waiting to have kids at a certain age. So they didn't they didn't grow up in a way, a way where Harry Potter was huge. So they don't care. Anyway, uh, the actress is turning 30 and she's telling people, yes, she's not that she's not single. She's self-partnered, which is a very weird and scary way to talk about yourself, saying that your partner is yourself and you're not going to say you're single because of a certain age. Now, don't get me wrong. I know women struggle with, you know, being at a certain age and not being married. And I'm not trying to discount that. But listen, let me just help you out, man. We don't got to change names, man, to feel better about something. Listen, being single is a great opportunity. Um, first of all, 
everything is not about love and romance and being a boyfriend and girlfriend. And I know it's tough to take it from me. Oh, you're married and, you know, your family looks so great and, you know, y'all are so amazing and perfect. I get it. I hear it. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, I look back in my life and I wish I would have spent more time finding out who I was, who I was in Christ, having a relationship de- only devoted to Christ than chasing relationships and love and identity and validation in people because I had to literally get married and then go through a journey of developing my own relationship with Christ, developing my own self-esteem and my own identity in Christ as a husband, which caused a lot of trials and tribulations because I didn't have, I wasn't a man for real. Like I had no identity on what love, I had no idea. I had no identity. I had no no understanding of what love was, how a man should carry himself. I was so immature, and it's because I spent so, so much of my time chasing romance and love and being liked and all that garbage. So listen, if you're single, it's a great opportunity, man, to devote your all your time, all your heart to God, all your energy to finding out who you are instead of getting in a relationship and y'all both out y'all mind and got to deal with all this garbage because y'all, you know, worship love. So, for anybody else who considers themselves self-partner, it's weird. It's okay to not be in a relationship. You do not have to define yourself by who you sleep with or your marital status. Stop being weird and making up names to feel comfortable in something that is normal. Nobody is born married. Sheesh. I'm probably giving her a hard time because she's a she's a witch. So, you know, you know how we feel about witches on live with me real now. (laughs) No, listen, man, stop. Stop chasing love. You you know, stop trying to have marriage without getting married. Like like let's let's come on. Let's take the opportunity of being single and actually maximizing our single season, um, maximizing our opportunities to literally have all our attention devoted into Christ and to our growth. There's so much you can get done that is almost selfish when you have somebody other people that you're responsible for so take advantage of not having a family don't rush into these things because those are forever things marriage is a forever thing children uh being a parent is a forever thing so you growing is a forever thing as well but there's a certain level that you can get to before you add this stuff onto your plate so that's just my two cents man (sighs) hope y'all enjoyed it and this was let's talk about it now let's talk about talk about hair did you know that wigs were popular were more popular with men than women now it was only for a while but this was during the time of the french after the french revolution you know hairstyles um women Tended not to wear wigs. Women didn't want to wear wigs, you know, and it was men that were wearing wigs. Like, even to this day, people are still wearing, men are still wearing wigs. But now, you can get a wig for your beard, a wig for your waves. Like, it's it's a very interesting world we live in today that there was a time when a man, you know, you knew what a man look, a man looked like. You just knew. Now, women have always had the uh, opportunity to heighten their appearance and their attributes with accessories, I'll say. But nowadays, 
when a man, you know, nowadays you can go over someone's house and you don't know whose weave that is on the table. <laughs> you don't know whose eyelashes. Listen, I'm not going to get all that. Listen, hair is a very funny thing. Um, you see people hold on to hair for a very long time, but it's impossible to talk about someone holding on to hair if we don't mention LeBron James. LeBron James, LeBron James. But I'm not here to go after anybody's goat, man. I'm here to use this man as the inspiration he is because I thought about it the other day. I'm like, man, you know, um, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? That we actually have the opportunity to please God, knowing no, we this is the only way we know we could please God with our faith, like. I just thought that was amazing. And it's, it's Hebrews 11 and 6. It talks, it's with, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I just think that's, that's a huge piece of information for us to know. Like there's a lot of things are based off faith, but we don't need faith to know that God is pleased by it. So I thought about how I've struggled with faith and my understanding of faith and having a huge measure of faith. Of I was more of a, man, let it be God's will and never really praying for anything type of faith, which is not really faith. It's really fear. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, God, let your will be done. I haven't any expectations. So if the worst set case scenario happens, I expected it. I actually had more faith than that. Secretly didn't know it, but had faith in the worst case scenario versus the best case scenario and assuming that God's will was always the latter. So, it was easy for me to just, you know, pretend I had faith or thought I had faith. But it wasn't until I was put in a position where I needed faith. And it changed my life. It changed how I look at everything. It's changed how I speak. It's changed how I allow thoughts to manifest. Because sometimes I have a thought and I'll just let it bubble in my head. And, you know, I start to play on it. And like, no, now, like the Bible talks about cast down the imagination. Watch out for the fiery darts that the enemy says, wear your helmet. You know, the full armor of God, like these things, like, dog, you need it because them thoughts come. When I first got sick, um, when I first was diagnosed with diabetes, the thoughts was coming. I gave myself a death sentence to the point where I was already making arrangements. I had I had had this whole deep conversation with my wife about leaving me that she could go ahead and go like, I don't want to want to deal with this. Like, bro. Fresh out of getting the information, I already let my faith, my fear faith, or my faith in fear run rampant. Like, literally let my faith in fear run rapid. Hmm. Faith in fear. I like that. Maybe I'll give LeBron a chance and not title it LeBron's hair for shock value. But I really want to talk. So anyway, as I was, and I may change the title. Who knows? Whatever. We'll see. But literally, as I'm, as I'm preparing, as I'm preparing for this show, I'm driving. And I'm like, man, I want to hold on to my faith. You know, I'm going to fight. I'm fighting. I'm fighting thoughts. I'm fighting information. I'm fighting letting the enemy send me uh, fear. I'm, I'm fighting those thoughts. And I'm like, and I, the thought just came to me like, man, I need to hold on to my thought. I need to hold on to my faith. Like LeBron holding on to that hairline. LeBron be wearing do-rags and be at the barbershop. We know, LeBron, we know that you 
take that hair off and put that on something. Just like Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey lied to us for years about his hair. LeBron, stop lying. The sham has to stop. It has to stop. It has to stop, LeBron. 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 LeBron James. Stop. But if you don't stop, if you do stop, then, you know, it kind of hurt this whole argument. But I do. Seriously. <laughs> hold on to your faith like LeBron's holding on to that hair. But better, hold on to your faith like Abraham. Hold on to your faith. Like a man that a man or a woman that wants to please God, because when you let go of your faith, you can basically say, well, I'm I'm tired of pleasing you, Lord. I tried, man. It's too hard out here, man. It's cold in the day. It's cold out here. It's tough. But this is another story that helped me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, LeBron. We good. It's over. It's over with. I'm not going to say your name no more. I'm done with the attack. You're safe now. But there's a story. That I always go back to when it comes to faith that I really enjoy, that it blesses me. It's from a movie about an angel that the world made and that made the angel a sex craved lunatic. But he told a dope story in there. He was a pretty cool pre- uh, parable. So I'll share it with you guys. It's a story that I think about all the time, especially when it comes to faith. So the North Wind. And the son had a wager that which one of them could make this man take off his coat, right? He, the North Wind said, I bet you I can make him take off his coat. He's like, nah, I bet you I can. He's like, okay, let me try first. Cool. The North Wind blew and blew. So the man zipped up his coat. And he blew harder and harder, and the man began to, Fold his arms and clench onto his coat. And no matter how hard, no matter how hard the north wind blew, the man, the man clutched that coat tighter, closer. He, he never let it go. He continued to embrace it and hold it. But then the sun came out. He smiled and it got warmer. And the man took off his jacket. All right. The man took off his coat. Now, don't be like the man when the sun come out, because the metaphor is no matter what happens, hold on to your faith, squeeze onto your faith as it gets harder. Cling to your faith even tighter. Because the the only reason North Wind was even hitting that man at heart is because he already wanted him to let go of his faith. It wasn't because it was just cold outside. He wanted to stop him. He wanted him to take off his coat. So don't be like the sun, you know. I mean, don't be like the guy so when the sun come out, it got hotter. So that means don't lose your faith to the point my man Jay Will said earlier. When things get good, now you don't need faith no more, right? I was in the hospital, had the faith. Now I'm at home. I don't need no more faith. Nah. Don't nothing bad happen. I don't need faith. Next time something bad happens, then I can pull my faith back. No, no. Your faith is your, it's your, it should be like your skin. It just, it can't, you can't leave without it because if you do, you're vulnerable to everything in the world, bro. And it's tough. It's super tough. So I want you to hold on to your faith despite what happens, despite who's telling you otherwise. Listen, faith is important, man. 
you know, we always talk about Job, right? And what Job went through, because Job had to deal with some stuff, like, bruh. And even the part about, oh, yeah, but then, you know, Job got double portion of what he lost. I, that's that's true. That's true. But I want to talk about, I want people to understand that it was it's so much journey. It's so much more in the journey before Job got everything back and doubled. The journey of understanding one, his friends were exposed. People were mocking him about God. But then for people to see what he got in the end, people had to say, whoa, maybe the guy he served is real. But the personal journey that Job had to go through that defined his relationship with God on a whole new level. Because when he had it all, it's easy to love God when it's all good. It ain't, it's kind of hard to be talking to God when you when you really lightweight mad at him. So hold on to your faith, man. Like, because you have a choice. You can hold on to your burdens and your resentment and your fear and your lust and your anger and your logic and your control. Or you can cast your burdens to the Lord and then walk in faith. Doesn't mean bad things won't happen. Doesn't mean life won't happen. But faith, it's a cheat code. It's not easy to have faith. But it is a superpower. It's not easy to believe and pray for something. And but and still have the faith to be like, well, Lord, this is what I'm asking for. And I pray that it's in your will. But if it's not in your will and it doesn't happen, all glory to you still. And I'm still good. I'm still satisfied in you. I'm still going to worship you. Yo, our relationship not on the table if you don't come through. Hold on to your faith, man. It's just, it's, I just want to please God. And God doesn't have to please me for me to want to please him. So you got to be careful. Let me tell you one last thing before we get into me, my preach. I was operating in false humility saying, God, you've already done enough. So I don't walk in expectancy anymore. I don't pray for anything else. I just whatever you give me, I take. And that can be manipulated. That that thinking is not necessarily of God. That's fear. But that's fear using the scriptures against you to, for you to walk a life that's not abundant. You have no expectation, but you serve a God that say you can move mountains if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. But you talking about God, whatever you do, man. Nah, don't let the enemy, don't let the enemy trick you into living a life without expectancy, without hope, without joy for more, without um, walking and expecting that you can have more, that you can be more, that more can come because you're like, oh, I don't want to be materialistic. Then don't pray for only materialistic stuff. You can pray to grow and that I'm, I'm praying that I'm not, that my fear is dying, that I'm going to get stronger in my faith, that my faith is going to grow. I'm praying for that. Oh, I'm praying for this, that, forth and that. And, you know, I'm praying that somehow Golden State win the finals this year. I don't know how God going to do it, but I don't need to know how God can make it happen because I know he can make it happen. But for real, for real, for real. I got faith in more than just stuff. We have faith. You have faith in more than just stuff. But in, even in that, it's okay to ask for things because your faith comes in whether I get it or not. I trust God's will to know that if I don't get it, it's because he has better or he or and he knows what it'll do to me. And that's better because as long as God is being pleased you just in the best place you can be. 
You can go get all the stuff you want and buy it out with your own money and save and steal or whatever you want to do and God not be pleased. That's why I say we can't chase stuff. You can find the love of your life and God not be pleased. You can have the best job or the best promotion and God not be pleased. You can have the dopest podcast. My wife just texted me. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all hear that laugh? That's my wife's text message. Lord, what do you want, lady? Anyway, listen, you can literally have stuff and have things and have success and not have faith you can have all the stuff that we think oh god is blessing me with all this and god not pleasing us because you have no faith so look no don't be like lebron and hold on to your faith like like he hold on to that hairline be like abraham and hold on to your faith to the point where you're willing to sacrifice something that you love. To the point where I'm talking about Abraham was going to kill his son. Angel had Abraham was solid. Like, I'm doing this. Which means, hey, Meech, I want you to start talking about this. Hey, Meech, I want you to do this. Hey, insert your name. Hey, I need you to do this. Hey, I know all your friends are like this, but I need. You got to have a faith that even when it looked crazy to the point where I got so much faith in what you told me to do, God. I'm going to do it. And if you change your mind about it, Lord, you're going to have to send an angel to stop me because I'm dedicated to pleasing you. Like, I'm just saying, man. Like, the one thing that I learned about being in a hospital was not that, oh, I need God in the worst of times. I learned that I want to please God, period, because it would suck to be saved and be known as a Christian, be calling myself the Christian podcast, to live my whole life talking about, oh, God is this, you should get saved, Jesus is this, my beautiful family, blah, 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 blah. And I did all this, and at the end of the day, I never pleased God because I never activated and never walked in my faith. That's embarrassing. Uh, to be just completely transparent and honest, it's embarrassing that I spent this much time in my life or in my faith talking about I love God and I and I literally been and don't I've had faith in other areas, but I literally have been living in a way where pleasing God wasn't a top priority. Having faith is a huge priority, and we should have faith in more than just Jesus died for our sins. Like, like I want to please God, and this is one of my surefire ways. So I challenge you. Check where your faith at and stretch that thing. That don't mean, oh, I got the faith that God going to bless my music career so you quit your job. That ain't, I ain't tell you that. Oh, I got the faith. Ah, ain't say none of that. Talk to God. Pray. But have faith. Let's go to meet my preach. <laughs> For today's segment of Meach My Preach, man, um, I want to use the story of the persistent widow, St. Luke 18 and 1, where Jesus is using a parable to encourage the disciples not to give up and to continue to have faith. The story is about a woman who goes to a judge, like, listen, man, um, I need, you know, I need justice for this. This is garbage. You need to fix this. And the woman was persistent. She like, mm -mm, I'm doing this. I'm no, I need this. She didn't get. She kept. She stayed on him about it. To the point where the judge was like, Listen, man, I'm not. Listen, I don't believe in God. I don't care about people who love God. But listen, this woman is getting on my nerves, and we need to get her justice. <laughs> like, I don't care what's going on, but I got a problem. She my problem. She won't go away. So you know, I think about the statement "push," you know, pray until something happens. Uh, uh, like I just think about just the the persistence of 
praying and believing in faith and believing that oh this is gonna happen then this happens and you're like oh maybe it's not gonna happen but like it like like that's it's a it's it's tough and you have to be persistent in your faith you have to be so persistent that you cannot give up that's why you can't live by sight you have to live by faith he said you have to be persistent it's a great example like i'm talking about this person was like look man I don't even I don't, I don't even really like you but I got to I got to make sure you get you get made whole cuz I this is a problem. And I think about even in the world how consistency and being persistent and firm in your belief can actually win people. I think about how the three Hebrew boys was like, "Okay, we're not bowing to you or whatever." So whether we live or die, you throw us in this furnace. We're going to serve God. So do what you got to do. And because they were persistent in their in their approach and their stance, they won over a nation. You might not win over a nation. You might not have the access. You can win over your family. What's the angels in the heaven rejoices for one soul. Whether that person got a billion followers or zero, the, the heavens are God is pleased for another soul. Because that's one less person. One less person um, living a life that will lead them to death because they haven't accepted Christ. It's one less person. So who knows what your persistence can do and win over? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Y'all have, I know everybody, most people have seen the meme of the guy digging for gold and he gives up right before he breaks the wall. Listen, you got you to gotta be persistent in your faith. You can't be wavering. You can't be, well, okay, now I believe there's no, no, no. If this is what you pray, this is what you believe, until God tells you different, this is what you fight and you stand into. You have to be persistent. You can't just give up because stuff don't look the same. You can't give up on praying for people and having faith that people still get their life to Christ just because everybody wilding. That's because people doing this or these new philosophies. Listen, God, listen, one man plant, one man water, God gives the increase. If you've lost faith that people can accept Christ and that people are getting saved, then then you can't win nobody over, which means you don't have any faith in the assignment God gave you or you don't have faith in yourself. You don't even have faith in the power of God changing lives if you give up. So whatever you give up, you are literally saying, God, I thought you could do it, but I don't I no longer believe you can. And I'm not saying that. God. I know, I know, I, I know this pleases you, but ah, I'm cool on it. It didn't work out for me. I didn't get the uh, stimulation that I thought it would give me, or the return I thought it was gonna give me in the time that I permitted. So yeah, I'm good on you, right? Listen, Luke 18 and one. But above that, man, Hebrews 11 is it's impossible to please God without faith. Hear me out, man. Hear me out. It's your boy, Smeech. We just talking right now. We just talking. Because the lack of faith is the proof that you have faith in other things. Like, listen, that's how that's how interesting the, the whole the world is. Listen, you can say you don't have faith in God, but that means you have faith in what you think. You have faith in you you have faith in your fear. You have faith that this can't happen. So whatever you stand in is what you have faith in. Oh, man, I'm not going to do this because it's going to happen. That's where your faith is. Oh, God can't be real. That's what your God is. That's what your faith is. Like, we can't, we don't, we, this entire world runs off faith. It's just faith. It's just perverted faith or true faith. 
even an atheist has faith because they, they have to have faith in the authors and the, they have to be have faith in the information that they're receiving like it's so it's faith up and down this place it's just not all faith in god that's what's so interesting that the world that's trying to eliminate something literally can't run without it we live in a world that swore god didn't exist while they're trying to be gods <laughs> like it's just an interesting time man such an interesting concept so i challenge you hebrews 11 and 6 luke 18 uh man that's just two scriptures man when you talk about faith just if you just search faith in the bible app man it just it's real it's super real so i dare you to have faith i dare you to continue to have faith in that thing i dare you to prioritize pleasing god y'all be listening to live with me drill Play Air Media.